Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Life of Pi, episode number nine. And today I have with me writer, director, actor, producer, model, singer, DJ, a man of many, many talents, the infamous, the glorious George Tootie. Thank you for joining me, George. Thank you for having me, Paul. So real quick background on George. George does a little bit of everything. He's been in, what, the Cleveland acting game for 16 years. Is that correct? Yeah, around around there. Around 16 years. So how'd you, like, get into it, like, into the, the acting and everything? Um, so my sister was in into, like, a little bit of modeling, and she went up to this place called Stone Model and Talent up in, I think, near Cleveland. Um. And one day they were having like auditions to to come up to go up there and they're like auditions to go to uh, LA to do like a convention thing and you, you show off all this stuff and you like prepare for this this weekend trip. Um, you prepare for like a year, half a year, something like that. And um, they're having auditions to audition for that that trip and the the experience. Mm -hmm. um, and Joy wasn't, Joy is my sister. She wasn't really interested in it. And I said, oh, you know, I'm interested. I'll, I'll go. And so I went and I made it in. It, it's not a big deal that I made it in. <laughs> like pretty much everybody auditions makes it in. Um, so made, there's hope for me. Yeah. <laughs> I can be a model. Um, made it in. And then that's kind of what got me started. I started going to classes and that kind of stuff. And I did end up going on a trip to LA. But, um, and it introduced me to a lot of people that I know today. Okay. So let's talk about um, your most recent project, which was your film, which you just got back from the short, is it Short Sweet Film Festival? Is that what's called? Yep. The short Sweet Film Festival in Cleveland. Um, and you had, that's your premiere movie that you wrote, directed, and starred in. Yes. Correct. And I'm also wearing his t-shirt. You guys obviously can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm wearing his t-shirt because <laughs> I am the number two fan. Number two fan. Behind mom, but I'm coming for you, mom. <laughs> coming for you. So let, like, let's talk about like the kind of like the inspiration behind like what made you want to like write this movie particularly. Um, it started off when um I saw Taken, the first Taken movie, um with Craig Mason. I love that movie. Great movie. Um, and I saw that and you know how it ended and everything, and I always thought to myself, oh, that's, that's really cool. I like that. Um, but what if it ended like this way? And um, so the whole movie kind of formed off of the ending. Mm -hmm. uh, I took that ending which most people know by now. I'm probably going to spoil things to whoever is no, listening. If they haven't seen Taken by now, that's their own freaking problem. I'm sorry, problem. I'm spoiling my movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I formed the whole movie off of how, you know, how it how it ends, and then I had to build the, the rest of the story around that ending. Okay. And um, the, the obviously the ending has a sad ending, and the, the movie was kind of... I let it kind of sit for years. I think nine years went by. I would, you know, touch it every now and then. But so um, you had you would actually start. You didn't just like write it one day. This like so this was like a years long process. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm a very slow writer. I, I gotta write when I'm feeling it. If I try to force it, it usually usually what comes out is not very good. Yeah. Um, it's got to be like I'm sitting here maybe watching TV or something. And I'm like, you know what? That's a good idea. And then I go write, and that's when I get like my best stuff the stuff that i'm happy with okay um but yeah uh and then you know as the years went on i was able to go through relationships and all that kind of stuff and that was kind of helped me finish it and put more into the story more into that ending make it make it feel more relatable for people mm -hmm. who have gone through relationships and had their heart broken when they're 
like the one that who's still in love with their other half, but the other half is no longer in love with them, you know? Yeah, because I personally, like I said, we like I was at the premiere, obviously, with a bunch of other people from work. And we all loved it because, like, me personally, I am with you. Like you, I've had horrible relationship experiences. And I love the ending. I'm like, that's so much more realistic than everybody gets fine. Someone, everyone's happy. I'm like, that doesn't happen in everyday life. So for me, I was like, oh, I see what you did there. So I, I personally, I love the ending because I'm like, sometimes you're just like, the person's just like, fuck you, I'm out. And you're just like, like, but I just, I did all this stuff. And they're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. And it's just, but so to me, it's very relatable. So I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Even though your dad thought I was in like <laughs> your movie. <laughs> so I really enjoyed doing that one. You know, I was like, I wasn't in it. He goes, yeah, you were. I was like, no, nah. <laughs> I wasn't in it. No, I wasn't in it. He goes, he goes, but you did a really good job. I was like, okay, thanks. Those premiere nights were so fun. Um, and shooting off of that, like, do you have any, like, I know you just, um, you're waiting on your next, your latest film that you just finished up, which was fun, called Fun, right? Yeah. So um, are we looking for a premiere for that? Because I know I'm ready to put on my best suit and, and, and walk down that red carpet like, <laughs> like, like the stud muffin that I am. Um, uh, fun is, is done. Obviously, you know, everything happened in the world. So there was supposed to be a premiere for it, um, back in October and obviously everything happened. So it got delayed. So they are still planning a premiere, Robbie, that Robbie and Kinsey, the other directors, mm -hmm. um, they are still planning a premiere, but I'm just, they're not sure when. Um, theaters aren't, you know, allowed to have full capacity and everything. So they're hoping once things open up more, that's when they're going to start putting the plans forward. Yeah, because like you, they show the trailer for that one at your For Love premiere with everything else. I remember watching. I was like, George is playing a bad guy. I'm like, and and, and everyone around me was like, that looks so fucking good. I was like, I know, right? <laughs> it's been like a year and a half later. We're just like, okay, I'm done with the club. I want to see this because we all want to like go to the premiere night and watch you like smash someone's skull with a hammer because we saw that and we're just like oh guys you can come to work and do that <laughs> like, it's gonna take the role too serious like so like when it comes to a role like that like how do you like get in the mindset of like playing like a crazy like psycho killer that's i guess the best way i can play just from the trailer that i saw like a year ago mm -hmm. like how do you get like in that mindset without like you know like becoming that person i guess like mentally i guess yeah um uh d doing a little bit of research at least i did and you know i watched a couple different movies um obviously dark knight um because uh, when you see the movie you'll understand um i'm not gonna say i'm exactly heath ledger's joker but i do have those moments where it's like you go from uh kind of kind of playful evil to like dark. serious dark dark evil. stuff um and um i tried to play around with that a little bit but um I, i'm not a, i'm not one of those actors that has to live the life of the role to really get into it mm -hmm. most of the time it's just action and make a couple minutes you know give me a couple minutes but pretty much it's action and i i go cut i'm back you know? so, so you're not like the method actor like daniel day lewis where he's like i'm this character the entire filming no because we were talking about the other day at work like the abraham lincoln thing i guess like he was abraham lincoln like the movie lincoln came out like 10 years ago whatever it was he was lincoln like for like months they had the beard and like everything and he talked in like old grammar i was like 
I'm like, does like everybody do that? I feel like that'd be exhausting. I'm sure it is. I, I there are a few indie uh, actors that I know who do that, and they're really good. And everybody has their own method, you know. Yeah. Um, so to each their own. So what is your favorite? Like what? What? I mean, hold on, one thing at a time. What is the hardest kind of like role for you to play, like character wise? Um, <clears throat> fun was, was tough just because of how dark, dark that one went. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go really dark for that. I usually don't go that dark, you know, um, <laughs> cause I played a couple bad guys before. Um, like, is there a role you've done besides like fun that you're just like, that was difficult just because of like the way the character was. It didn't even have to be like a dark role, just like a weird role, maybe. Um, there's been some stuff that has never seen the light of day. That we're okay. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my, my slight malfunction of the microphone. Well, we're good. We're good. <laughs> um, there's been some stuff that uh, has never come out. Um, that was tough because of situations like a lot of times when you do a film are you gonna be okay holding that yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah yeah we're good we're good we're good just keep rolling nothing nothing's um, going on behind the scenes a lot of times when um when i do a film there's been a lot of drama uh, backstage um oh so not necessarily in the film yeah, just it's like... not necessarily in the film I, I have i can't say too many roles that have been like really really tough um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of fight scenes. I've done chore- fight choreography that has been hard. I've done stunts mm-hmm. that have been hard. Uh, um, some, some things are tough with like memorizing lines. I, I'm pretty good with memorizing lines. Um, but nothing has been like unbelievably, you know, that was like the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, obviously for love, that was tough, but I was doing like multiple things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Including, including the guy who walked in in the middle of that fight scene. He had, I think it what, was it Tim you had on the floor with the gun to his yeah. face, Tim Hale. And like this guy just like walks into the bar, sits down at the table while you're standing over a guy with a fake gun pointing this dude's basically his mouth. Guy sits there, waits for cut to end, and then he just gets up and walks out like nothing happened. I'm like, if that was me, I'd be like, why is there a guy on the floor with a gun in his face? Like, <laughs> You can tell it's just like that guy's everyday spot. He's like, I'm coming here to drink no matter what. And he was like waiting for like Becky to serve him. And he was like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, that was funny. I didn't even know that was going on until somebody's like, yeah, who just walked in here? Hey, YouTube is like cutting my scene. Hey. You're cutting me and Matt's scene. It's like, okay. roach into the next one, okay? <laughs> so what has been like the most, I guess, enjoyable role you've had a chance to play thus far besides Superman? Cause I know you're gonna oh, go Superman, so I can't make it that easy. Um, yeah, you can't make it that easy. That one's that one's really tough. Um, geez, I don't even know. Um, I I've done some stuff with Johnny Wu. Uh, maybe that one. I'll go with that one. Um, I did the first film I ever did. It's called The Rapture. Um, it's kind of like an X Men type thing, okay. where you know we're mutants. We have superpowers. I have these wings. Um, 
And I learned a lot on that film. That was obviously the first feature length movie I ever did. And Johnny, Johnny's kind of, Johnny Wu had been like, kind of like a guiding, guiding force for me when I have questions and he's helped me out a lot. Um, yeah. Cause it seems like you've worked with him on a few things already that like you've talked about and I've seen you like put up on your, like your Facebook posts and stuff. It seems yeah. like he likes working with you too. Yeah. He's, he's a good guy and he, and he does good work and he releases his project. That's always a good one for me. He doesn't put them in a vault. Nobody ever sees them again, but um, <laughs> the Disney vault. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've worked with him a lot and he's, 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 he's uh, a good um, person. Okay. So is there any kind of role like you would love to play in the future? Um, yeah, there's a bunch. Um, I'm always down to do more superhero stuff, but um, like I wouldn't mind doing like a detective, detective like kind of like noir. a true de- like a true detective kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, something like that would be kind of neat. I'd like to do that. I wouldn't mind doing more um villain stuff too, like something else along those lines. Um, um I because I've done I've done a lot already. Uh, any genre you want to throw out there, I've, I've probably already done it. Um, it's not probably been huge or anything. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've done comedy, and I, I like doing comedy a lot. Um, done serious stuff. Um, but, like, specific-type roles. Yeah, I think I'd like to do, like, a detective-type thing. You, you, want me to, you want me to get Denzel on the horn? Yeah. See if you, you want to coast. Denzel for me. Okay, get Denzel on the horn. <laughs> see if you want to co-star. So this is going to be kind of a weirder question, I guess. Um, have you had to do, like, love scenes, like, sex scenes in, like, your films at all? And, like, it has to be extremely uncomfortable in front of like a crew of people. Is this a question I was supposed to plan out? No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> this is just one I really landed, randomly literally just thought um, of now. Yeah, uh, I always have this conversation with people who uh, who aren't in on acting. Yeah, they they like to know about the, this one. Um, I just feel like it'd be so uncomfortable. I'd be like, uh, don't look at me. It is. It's very <laughs> weird. Um, uh, I did a film. I did a film called the uh, the Brave Souls Who Fought. Who fought against the slave vampire women? Oh, I saw that one. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Um, I remember I was, was watching it at work. All of a sudden, there's like nigger girls pop up on my phone. I'm like, oh, can't watch this here. <laughs> You're like, um, yeah, I'm supposed to watch it at work. I was like, sorry. Um, the girl, uh, Caitlin, um, Caitlin's really cool. She's a great actress. Um, but I just met her that day. Oh God! Like, and then that's super uncomfortable. Like, hey, yeah. we're gonna have a love scene now. Yeah, right Don't before worry that it. scene, that's when I met her. And then we go into the room and we do the scene, and I'm like, it, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you know you'll get to know the person, and then sometimes it's all those situations where it's like, hey, this is. And I try to, I try to make it as comfortable as possible for the other person because it's like you don't want the director. It's unfortunate that this happens, but it does. The director can force. He can't force, but sometimes it, I think actresses feel like they're being forced to do a scene they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I try to, you know, make it as comfortable for them as possible by asking them, "Hey, are you okay with doing this?" and and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, sometimes, like, <laughs> like I won't let my hands wander and all that kind of stuff. And I know that. I don't want that to sound bad. You know, when you're getting into a, a love scene, it's... Human nature takes over at a certain Yeah, exactly. Point. But you got to watch it, too. You know, you, there's a, you're always aware of uh, other people, you know, watching this happen. It's yeah. not like, you know, you're... 
it's in real life you're intimate with somebody usually you're you it's just you two in a room or or somewhere um i've had some encounters when i shouldn't have had intimate <laughs> relations outside Ooh, and <laughs> kinky but um Let, no let's dive into that who hasn't george back. who has it and the lights came on <laughs> I'm sure whoever's listening knows that I'm talking about them. <laughs> but um, but anyways, yeah, it gets very uncomfortable with love seats. So you got to try and do your best to make it as comfortable as possible for the other one. So do you find it more comfortable if you know the person or if you don't know the person? If I know the person, I, it's, I, I'm a little more comfortable with it. The, I'm never 100% comfortable. It's always going to be weird. Yeah. You know, but um, it, it's, a, it's better if I, if I know the person, get a chance to get to know them, talk to them. Stuff. It'd be like, be like, what kind of, what kind of dirty stuff are you into? Oh, gee whiz, boss. <laughs> so, have you? Okay, so have you ever like had to have do a role where it gets like Fifty Shades of Grey, like anything like that? No, I, I haven't had to get that crazy. Um, if someone offered you to role, would you be like, would that be like, eh, I don't know about that part? Well, well, you know what's funny? I auditioned for that movie. <laughs> for what movie? Fifty Shades of Grey. Wait, you did? Yeah, it, How- it was. How have we never talked about this? Uh, I don't bring it up very often. <laughs> so did you get to go to the to the red room? No. no. What? <laughs> is is that only, what it's called, the red room? I've, I've never seen I've seen the first one. It was on a date, and it was awful. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I'm glad this didn't pan out for me. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, that could have been me. <laughs> I could have been whipping that girl away. Sign them contracts. In the, is, the, is it the gray room or the red room? I don't even know. Is it mm-hmm. the, is it the gray room? Yep. You don't even know either. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so this is a fan question I have for you next. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like now, like during the day, how often do you find yourself staring at your own reflection in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Obviously, this is the joke, people. It's just. You have to understand me and George's relationship, but a fan of the show slash maybe staff member had me ask this. <laughs> At least three or four times. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too conceited, but just enough to be like, oh man, that's one sexy dude over there. I'll tell you. And then like you turn around, and you're like, oh, my butt looks good today in these jeans. Mm. Wait, oh wait, are the abs working? Yep, abs are still working. <laughs> so about the pecs? Yep, yep, tricep, yep. Bicep, yep. That's exactly what I do. All of that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've seen the way you walk around work. Sometimes you're like, yeah, feeling good today. And you can you catch that? And you catch a reflection in the mirror from that. You're like, oh, who's that guy? Oh shoot! God, is that just me? <laughs> yes. it, it is. It's just me. Now, back to a more serious note. <laughs> when can we? It's, when can we expect to see another film? like that you're going to be in like after fun do you have anything else like in the works or anything that you people have talked to you about um that they want you to try and do there's there's a couple things here and there nothing concrete um uh, i'm trying to think like i i don't think there's anything that i got uh coming up and then other people's stuff besides fun um most of the like fun is playing at film festivals right now okay um i was i'm writing a few projects and i'm hoping to get uh 
started on those maybe end of this year um, with one of them. And then the feature, I'm writing a feature film as well, and I'm hoping to get started filming uh, that one middle end of next year. So is For Love 2 written completely or no? No. Uh, that one's an idea fa- uh, phase right now. The three, the three things I'm writing are two short films and the feature film. So how long do you like? Do you want to try and make the feature length film? Do you know, or is that just kind of like you write it out and then you figure it out from there? Um, <clears throat> yeah, probably more along those lines. Um, I'd like it to be like. I don't like like super long movies, so I'd like it. It'd be nice if I could get it down to like an hour and a half, hour forty, something like that. But still, that's like a lot. Still, though, I, that's a yeah. It I is. mean, for for someone for like you for like as an indie like film guy, like you're like more likely paying for all this and you know and i you and i remember you told me how much it was just to like get your films and all these film festivals like this year alone yeah i i don't know if i'll ever do film festivals again i felt like that was a waste of money but i don't know how much of that was because of the pandemic stuff and how much of that was just film festivals hated my movie but but what you know there, there's only so much i can i could do with, with that, that situation like i don't know so now here's another question. I want this to be documented on audio. Are you sure that me and Matt have a role in your next movie <laughs> that will not be cut? I'm not talking bonus scenes. I don't want to be in the deleted extras. I want my five seconds of fame. No, your role will not be cut. It's it's actually integral to the... Uh, the beginning of uh, beginning of the film you want to close for the microphone repeat that i'm just kidding your roles will not be cut (laughs) you hear that matt we made it we're we're gonna do it we're we're, we're going we're going to the big time you gotta practice fight scene choreography though we're gonna we're gonna fight each other in the parking lot after work every day (laughs) (laughs) we're starting aldi fight club (laughs) like what what is this of like first rule fight club never talk about fight club but we're fighting in the deep freeze today. <laughs> <laughs> so another rumor that I heard, really weird rumor today. I heard that you have a bunch of Tom Hall and Spider-Man posters on the you walls of your room. Poor mouth. <laughs> Tom Hall will never be Spider-Man. Toby Maguire all the way. Folks, you see him, you see his, his apartment is covered in Tom Holland posters. <laughs> like he has Uncharted poster, the cherry poster. He has all the Spider-Mans. I mean, I'm not. I, he might even have Spider-Man boxers. I don't know. With Tom Holland's face no. on. I could, I could go on for like an hour on why that is not Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk, how do you, what, why do you hate Tom Holland so much? <laughs> let's, let, let's talk about this. We have eight minutes. Let's talk about this. In all seriousness, I don't hate Tom Holland. I just don't like the, that version of Spider-Man. And I, I just feel like anything MCU, anything live action Disney... You know, any anything Star Star Wars is getting iffy now because there has been backlash di- on that one. Because Disney took over. I I am not a fan of current Disney, and Paul and I have had this conversation a couple yeah. times. I just feel like it's the popular thing to love Disney. Disney has not made many original films in a long time, and you guys can all refuse to admit to that, but it's true. <laughs> It really is because, like, I feel like all they've done recently is like live action, like remakes, and like, and those aren't very good. I don't care if you guys no. like them; they're not very good. No, 
to me, I'm still highly offended by the Aladdin remake. I thought it was, Ugh. I thought it was an atrocity to the film. Okay. Everybody's heard this rant before. I, I just, I don't like the fact that they made Jasmine like the hero. Like the movie's called Aladdin, not Jasmine. I have nothing against females being heroes. That's fine. Do your thing. But if the movie's called Jasmine, I would expect Jasmine to be the hero. Would you not? Yes. All of a sudden you take out songs from Aladdin and Jasmine gets like this power ballad where she's like yelling at like Jafar and stuff. And everyone's just like, yes, yes, Jasmine, get it, girl. And like the carpet <laughs> ride is like 25 seconds. In reality, it's like a minute 45 in the cartoon version. They also cut out the big tiger head, the middle of the sand and in the middle of the movie, which is like, I'm like, that'd be such a cool scene to see like live action. Yeah. They just didn't do it. I was like, cool, 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 cool. Glad I wasted five dollars at the movie theater down the street here in brunswick <laughs> i remember i left the theater i was like i'm disgusted it's, it's, been, <laughs> it's been like three it's been like two years i'm still salty af about it and did it's you, like did you see the mulan i got through like 30 Maloney? minutes i got through like 30 minutes i was like oh there's no um the dragon i can't remember his uh mamugu what's his name oh gosh people are gonna kill me i don't remember I just remember Eddie, Eddie Murphy voice. <laughs> yeah, the little dragon guy that talked with Mulan. He wasn't in it. And I was like, what? Yeah, there was no songs. The fight scenes had no blood, which was really kind of weird. <laughs> There's no blood in the fight scenes? No. Like, they're killing people and nobody's bleeding. And I, that, and then the fact that you paid, what was $30 to watch it on Disney Plus, And everybody's trying to, like, all the Disney fanatics are all like... It's worth it. Grab your kids, put them around the TV. It's better than going to the theater. It's like you're paying a subscription for Disney Plus, and then you're paying another thirty dollars for a crappy live action version of a good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just I was like I said I got like thirty minutes until I was like yeah. That's why I'm like I saw they're doing like the Corella Deville movie. I'm just like oh, I'm I'm like well I like me some Emma Stone, but I'm like. Do we really need a Cruella de Vil backstory? Like, it's just like, what? Else, how much money can we just like squeeze out of this? And I've kind of just... given up my crusade. I'm trying to get people to realize that it, it's just Disney's just gonna keep making money. It's like I, I give it up. It's, and it's like it's all opinion. Like you can love those movies. That's fine. Yeah. It's just oh, yeah. I really wish <clears throat> you would open your eyes a little bit because a lot of people. This kind of brings it back around to the whole DC versus Marvel thing. And, like, a lot of people hate on DC's movies. And don't get me wrong. They're not, like, the best things ever made. But it's, like, there's problems that they pick on the DC movies for that are in the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, how can you pick on those but not pick on these? Endgame, time travel, huge MacGuffin. Do you know what a MacGuffin is? It's kind of like a... No. Yeah, it's an easy, like... It was an easy way for them to write in to fix the problems that they got themselves into yeah i remember like watching it and like i really enjoyed endgame but i'm with you on, on like the whole time travel I'm, like you could have like you didn't need to like have time travel. it was like a 40 minute part of the movie i was yeah. like i didn't need that part mm. like you know like you really didn't because they're like oh captain mary's gonna go back and see agent carter and then and then tony's gonna see his dad and it's like okay <laughs> like i already seen his dad in the other one okay we're good he was in captain america he was an iron man been there done that I mean, I, I like I said, me personally, I, I don't hate either one. I just enjoy the movies for what they are. I'm like, it's a good escape from reality. Yeah, there's plot holes in every movie, per, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And it, it's good popcorn. It's a good popcorn watch, a good thrill ride. 
it's just I think I think what ruins it for me are the fans making it more than what it is. Oh yeah, people like lose their minds. Like I've gone a couple of premiere nights and people are like dressed to the nines. It's like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, George. Well, I'm gonna wrap this up. Appreciate you uh, joining me or letting me to come over and join you. I guess. Of course, buddy. Thanks for having me on. So again, this will be up here in the next few days after we get some little sound editing going on. We'll try and edit out the microphone drop that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be recording another episode here in like an hour, hour and a half. It'll be Supernatural season 15 with Mr. Adam Smith. So again, thank you, George, for coming on. And as always, I hope you've enjoyed this slice of pie.